What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Picks Against the Spread. Week 7, coming at you. My name is Corey McAndrew. I'm here with my friends, my co-host, Chucky Tease, Charles Giacometti, Nico DeLuca, and Colin Pirtle. Boys, I don't know about you, definitely not my best week. Not my worst week. Last week, week six, my lock hit by the skin of my fucking teeth, Bengals. So that was good. That was really the only thing I was heavy on. We have a punishment for Chucky T's. I shouldn't even be calling him that because almost missed both legs. Thank God the Rams came in there. But the Buccaneers, Packers, everybody, Rip Wheeler, our guest last week, he got fucking smoked, told us he was going to jump off a bridge. Uh, So I I know it was a tough slate last week. I'm happy to come out unscathed. I've been killing it lately. Knock on wood. I'm going to keep it going here, boys. So, Jockey, how about you? Yeah, Rip, if you're listening to this, I just want to let you know, you're never invited back. You don't know shit about the Green Bay Packers. You should be ashamed of yourself for all the advice you gave everyone. I'm sorry to Rip's followers that take it easy <laughs> that have to listen to him on his Twitter and, and whatever social media he has. Because you took him too. He convinced me, and it's Rip's fault. And I want to include that. My final question to Rip Wheeler was Yankees or Guardians, and he said Guardians, and he was wrong again. So that guy, fade Rip Wheeler. We could get him back on here, and we'll just fade him. So do what you want, but Rip Wheeler's on a two-week suspension at least. Jock, it's a good thing you talked about fading because I'm going to go through our locks of the week record quick. I'm four and two. Nico's four and two. Uh, Jockey, you have no room to talk at three and four, and Pert. Rough start last week. I thought they were going to pull that off. 0-1-1, Bears money line. Thought you had it, buddy. Looking to right the ship this week. How'd you do last week? Yeah, no, that was uh, – I don't even want to talk about it really, but I guess I have to. That was that was disgusting. And <laughs> I knew it was going to be disgusting. I didn't think it was going to be that disgusting. The fucking Bears, they fucked me over. That's all I got to say. I thought they were the better team that game, but it's the fucking Bears, and that's what I get for fucking betting on them. Nico, last but not least, how'd you do? I'm going to be honest with you. I probably had my best Saturday I've ever had in my entire life. I think I went up eight units, which is probably my highest winnings ever in a full, in a full day. First off, I'd like to thank Cliff Kingsbury for really fucking my day over. He decides to go for it twice on fourth and two. Field goal kicker misses. I mean, it was a pathetic coaching performance. And then take two, I had Cowboys on plus six and a half. I was at um, Charles's house, actually. And that poor ginger fucking pube. Two picks in the on the thirty yard line. That fat fuck Mike McCarthy thinks he's it's smart to go for on a thirty yard line, and they lost by nine. I mean, those are two probably much only two NFL bets I have besides I took Corey's lock too. But not a good NFL day, about a monster college day. Yep. So that's good. I mean, like I said, I can't really complain. I feel like I got off unscathed. Could have been a horrible week. We know Vegas was happy. Us, all our boys, a lot of our listeners. I mean, we just know. You know, you know, we, we've been hearing about a rough week. So that being said, we are going to write the ship this week. We did not stray too much, but the ceiling is so high this week. It's another tough slate. If you paid attention to the Action Network, we got some lines that were open for almost only 15 minutes even. So we're looking forward to those. We got some really good locks of the weeks and two new guests for you guys. One, we have Crispy Cappen, NBA specialist. Guys, unreal. Jocks would follow him for a little He's going to go through an NBA game for Thursday night for you. And then we have Mike Ortiz giving us another NFL pick. We're going to get right into it. We'll do guest, guest, lock of the week. Bert, I know you're looking to write it. Nico, tough loss for you last week. Jockey, I'm not even surprised. We knew that fucking teaser was going to miss. We're going to work on a punishment before you get it on TikTok. 
All right, guys. So for our first guest this week, we're going to do something a little different. We try to bring you as much diversity as we can. We got Crispy Cappen from Twitter. Guy is an animal at NBA. I mean, absolutely insane. Jockey knows him, been following him for a while now. Surprised we got him on. Chris, thanks for coming on. Super excited to have you this week. Yeah, man. I appreciate that, Corey. I appreciate that, Charles. Uh, you know, always excited to just be able to talk sports in general, man. I'm a I'm definitely, like you said, I'm, I'm an NBA guy, man. I, I, I breathe it. I sleep it. You know, I wipe my butt with it. You know what I mean? It's, it's just Absolutely. A, a big part of my life and, you know, who I am since just being a little kid, you know, always, you know, playing basketball through high school. And then, of course, watching it, you think you can bet on it because you watch it and you know how to, you know, how to make yes, money off of it and you fall on your face, right? And then you yep. pick yourself up, you know, if you're serious about it and you, you know, you, you figure out a strategy and how to find an edge. And um, I love to do the, you know, the, the data, the analysis part to be able to see if I can find, you know, a sharp edge based on eye test with a little bit of analytics as well. But yeah, so super excited to be here, man. I appreciate you guys having me on and even reaching out. Yeah, awesome. So as I said, we normally do just NFL, but uh, we had a couple college plays, a couple NHL plays. So with NBA just starting up, we figured this would be a perfect time to get you on, get us some knowledge and make us some money. So Chris, without further ado, your pick for Thursday night, we have the Los Angeles Clippers at the Los Angeles Lakers. Line opened up at minus three and a half for the Clippers. It has since shifted to minus five and a half. Over-under is 223 and a half. Chris, give us your rundown. Man, Corey, so, I mean, it's a lot I could get into. And probably, I mean, I could literally talk basketball all day, even one single game. So I'll, I'll try to be try to be concise with my points, Corey. But we're, we're looking at, you know, the season opener for the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, you know, a lot of people are really high on this team. I, I am as well. Uh, they, you know, they, they get Kawhi back after a whole year. Coach Ty Lue is one of the best, arguably the best coach in the NBA. I actually thought that he should have got a little, a little more consideration for coach of the year last year, given what he did with that team and how far he took him, you know, without having PG, without having Kawhi for the whole season, even though PG did come back towards the end of the season. But this is going to be their home opener. And they get a Laker team that I'm not really high on. It's my team. I typically don't bet against my team. I don't bet on my team. I try to stay out the way and, and keep the emotions out of it because I want to make money and, you know, not be sobbing, either crying or, you know, <laughs> whatever the case might be. So we get the Clippers. The line opened up, like you said, at three and a half. Uh, money's already coming in, Corey. I think that's because people understand that why bet tonight when, you know, it's so much variance. It's so volatile, right? Like, yeah. we don't know what we're going to get. But when it comes to the Lakers, you you pretty much know what you're going to get. You're going to get a team that is top-heavy, that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis, uh, and not a lot that really go with it, right? We know that most teams that have been successful with LeBron James have had elite shooting around it around them. And even last night, you know, opening night, the, the Lakers played against the Golden State Warriors. It was ring night for the, for the Warriors, and... After the game, you heard LeBron James in the post-conference just say, we know we're not great shooters. Like, we know that we don't have a bunch of 40%, you know, marksmen's, you know, on the team, right? And that's yeah. what that's what LeBron has always had. That's what he needs because it's gr- as good as he is offensively being able to score the ball, his best attribute is probably his ability to be able to pass, pass the people and make his teammates better, right? I think we would all kind of agree on that. But just kind of looking at some of the numbers, Corey, the Lakers, the Lakers just really struggle with struggle to shoot the ball. I think they shot less than 30 percent from three last night. I think they were 10 for 40. And I think that this team struggles the same way that they did last year. They want to push the pace. They want to get out. But when you get out like that, you got to be able to score. And that's what they what they struggle. Right. You you bring in the guys like, you know, Kendrick Nunn, his first his, his first game was yesterday after the injury. He, he missed all last season. Even Lonnie Walker, he's a little banged up. 
But then there's not a lot of guys that can knock down those open shots on this team. So even historically, if you go back last year, Corey, the, the Lakers played the Clippers four times, of course, because they're in the same conference, yep. same division. Um, they were they were four. The, the Clippers were four and zero straight up, and they were three and one ATS. Um, they won those games by average of seven points. Wow. Right. So and that was without Kawhi Leonard. We've seen what Kawhi Leonard, even in, you know, glimpses in the preseason. I don't know if you guys saw the picture of him working out in the weight room where he had yep. his, they call him Kathai Leonard because he had mm-hmm. those thighs that look like tree trunks. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is massive. He's strong. And I think that that's what the Lakers struggle with. I think that, you know, it may be a, a lower scoring game, but top to bottom, the, the, the Clippers have, I think, a probably a similar starting five. I wouldn't say that their starting five is a lot greater than, than the Lakers, but everything else, Corey. Throw it out the window, man. The bench is 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 light years a better, you know, better. Coach Ham, you know, I I won't say too much, too many bad things about him because I like how what he's trying to do, what he's trying to implement. But he he doesn't have the coaching, you know, match. He doesn't have the edge in this coaching matchup. Coach Talu does, uh, and I think the Clippers are primed to you know make a deep run. I think they set an example with the Lakers early, and I and I hate to say that because I'm a Laker fan, but yeah, I, I've already put my money. I, I missed the line this morning, Corey. The four, it was four this morning when I woke up, but I was trying to cap the games for wow. the day. So I missed the line at four, but I'm taking it at five and a half. And that's what I want to give to your people. Uh, take, absolutely take the five and a half. I just don't think the Lakers, I think they get beat up on by the top teams in the league. And um, I think that the Clippers cover the spread. Yeah, I think I think just chiming in here that this Laker team has been uh, overhyped since the start, since they got Westbrook and and he was been, he's just, there's no bigger Westbrook hater than than me. I can't stand Westbrook. I can't stand that whole roster. I can't stand. I can't stand Ty Lue, honestly, ever since AI stepped over his ass. It, it's, it's, that team is, is destined for failure. There's too many names that won't ever work. And it's a sad, sad story because LeBron's so good and he could be so good somewhere else. AD will be in a wheelchair in a matter of two days. It, it's just the same shit. It, they're going to miss the playoffs. It's a lock. I love the play uh, because it's early on. They, and, Let's not fail to mention, I hate Pat Bev, too. Like I said, I hate the whole roster. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's a good play because it's still early on. And if there's a time that they're going to shit the bed, it's going to be early on. They still don't know how to play with each other. Who's coming off the bench? Who's doing what? And as you said, the Clippers become immediate contenders in the West. You know, that's a good veteran team. They have depth. Like you said, they're getting Kawhi back, Paul George back. And and they they could make a... And Robert Covington, I'm a Sixers guy. Glad to see he's on a roster, good 3 and D guy. But I see blowout here. I see blowout here in the Staples Center. I love the play. Chris, one thing I want to mention, you kind of went off on something that I really like. So I assume this is your first time listening to our show, but for all our listeners, one thing they know, I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. I absolutely do not bet on my team at all unless I know for a fact they're going to win. You could ask Jock. So far this year, they're 3-2-1. and one. The only thing I didn't call was the tie against Houston. I actually thought they were going to lose. So I, I have a great feeling for my team, and I feel like you are in the same boat here. I'm sure you could see, but I don't really watch basketball. I'm, You know, I, I grew up playing hockey. Uh, I love football betting. So one thing I'm going to do is try to go 1-0 and on NBA this season and tell you here. I, I, I love this pick. I think your your breakdown was phenomenal. Uh, the only thing that scares me is that jockey's tailing you. So that is that is a big red flag on this podcast. Every time I tail our guest, it somehow loses. <laughs> um, so don't raise your eyebrows just yet. We still have 24 hours to make changes. So as much as I hate the Lakers, and I'm not a big Clippers guy either, but I have to tell you, I will never bet on Ty Lue. 
and LeBron James and Pat Bev and Westbrook and wheelchair boy eyebrow guy. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't ever do that. So it sounds like it's a face spot for you, Charles. You just want to stay off the game altogether because you don't like anybody that's <laughs> a part of it, which is which is totally fine. I do that yeah. all the time, you know. If it's two I'm, teams that I like and they're playing against each other, I'm like, ah, I don't know which way I want to go, it. you know. Like Toronto plays uh, Cleveland tonight. They play the Cavs, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a really good matchup. So, I, you know, I just I think I'm going to stay off and not really play anything at all. You know, to, to your point, though, Corey, I think by the time this episode is released, like I said, we missed the best of the number, and I absolutely hate missing the best of the number. Like, I would love to, you know, locked it in at four like it was yesterday. You, yep. you, you talked about it opening at three and a half. But realistically, like you said, five and a half right now, I, I still think that this probably goes up to about six and a half before game time. Awesome. So I really like that play a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Our first NBA guest. So uh, we're honored to have, you know, Jock's been following you for a while. I think you had a phenomenal breakdown. So I'll be sure to have all your links, everything about you post in the description. Thanks for coming on, man. Any closing words before we kick you off? Nah, that's it. Uh, Corey, I appreciate, like I said, Corey, Charles, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. I'm doing it. I do a show every day as well. Uh, live Twitter spaces at 515 Eastern time. You know, if your, your audience wants to come jump in there, I kind of go over my plays. I give analysis behind and then I let the community kind of share what they're on as well with, with strong analysis behind their plays as well. I'm also doing a morning show that I just started, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Similar type thing. I'm partnered with uh, the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. So they they, they help me kind of run that. But uh, quick podcast in the morning available on all podcast streams. And check me out at Crispy Cap. And like you said, Corey, uh, two P's, two N's. I appreciate you guys for having me again. And best of luck. We, we catch you tomorrow. Awesome, boys. You heard him there. Check the Twitter. We'll retweet all this stuff for easy access. Chris, thanks again, man. Can't wait to make some money. All right, guys. So for our second guest this week, we have Mike Ortiz Jr. Trust Ortiz at Twitter. He's an NFL insider for Betway USA, king of gambling Twitter. Absolutely. But used to write for Bleacher Report. Uh, and his motto is outstanding. It says gambling problem. No, it's a losing problem. So, so Mike, I like the attitude here, Mike. You like to take Vegas for what it's worth. I'm all about it here. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm ready to talk some NFL locks and be all aboard the winning train. Let's go. All right, let's go. Week seven. So your pick here. Let's go give you the rundown. Your game, you got Green Bay at Washington. Right now, it's Green Bay minus five. Over-under set at 42, 41 and a half if you dig enough. So, Mike, give us your rundown here. What do you like? I like the Green Packers to absolutely run over the Washington Commanders this week. That minus five and a half spread is absolutely just too generous. It actually opened at minus three and a half. If you were one of the very lucky and fortunate ones to get grab that uh, amazing number, like that is a, a gift from God. And I still love it at five and a half. The Packers have been abysmal against the spread this year. I believe they're two and four against the spread this year. But Aaron Rodgers is starting to get that chemistry with Romeo Doves, um, a rookie wide receiver who I think is eventually going to take over the footsteps of Devontae Adams in Green Bay. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have as good of a career as Devontae Adams, because that would be crazy to say right now, but he has that type of potential. Um, at Nevada last year, the dude was an absolute animal. His receiving props was a, a bet that my members and myself grabbed almost every late Saturday night and hit with ease because the, the dude just unguardable. And once he gets that chemistry with Rodgers, and you've already kind of seen some signs of that 
um, in some games where he's had country with Rodgers. And I believe he played almost every snap last week, too. So that also tells you that Rodgers trusts him now. Um, so I absolutely love the Packers to run over the commanders this week. Listen, uh, there's no Carson Wentz either. I know what uh, head coach Ron Rivera said. And now, you know, uh, about Wentz and kind of made like an almost a, took a shot at him type of yeah. deal. And now you get Taylor Heineke in there at the helm. Um, we know the success that he had with Washington, but it, it's it's not going to happen this week. The Packers absolutely roll. This game has blowout written all over it. It, it is, uh, it's one of those games where you throw Heineke into it. We talked about it a little bit last week, LaFleur losing back-to-back, and it never really happens. He lost back-to-back, and he lost at Lambeau, which was even more shocking. So them losing this game is out of the question. It's just a matter of them covering, and I think you're right with this one. I think it has blowout written all over it. Five and a half is even generous here. Wouldn't be shocked if it goes to six and a half by kickoff. I would be shocked if it goes to seven and a half, but I'm laying laying it with you. Uh, I got – I got shafted on the Packers last week. They're not going to shaft me again. Uh, I have to go back to what hurt me. <laughs> yeah, we had a guest on last week <laughs> whose lock was uh, Packers minus seven. And Jock up there, Charles, as you can see his name, Chucky Tease, he has a punishment for us this week because uh, we finally let him make a teaser as a lock of the week, and we ripped him apart, and it fucking lost. So I, I know he's going right back to the well with this one. I'm going to tell you, too, I think Green Bay is a team right now that needs leadership. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is almost emotionally detached right now, and this is a game that will bring him back into it. Like you said, they this is an air raid for Green Bay here. Alan Lazard, I think uh, I'm going to take his probably over reception because like you said, I think Dobbs is going to start getting some real looks, draw some attention from deep safeties. It, it's just going to open up the field for everybody, for Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. I, I really like this pick. I think Green Bay absolutely wins by a touchdown. Nothing else to add. I'm going to tell you here, especially after that abysmal effort last week. Like everyone's saying, last week uh, we all had it against the Jets. And oof, just watching that game. I don't know which game was worse, that or the Chargers game. Both of them were just complete duds. And I don't know. I think with Taylor Heineke, I think uh, Washington could be cooking up some special stuff. And just watching those Packers, just Rodgers was just getting hit to the ground almost every play. And as a Vikings fan, I like seeing that. And uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, things could continue. Hopefully Rip said back-to-back, it never happened. So maybe we could get back-to-back-to-back, three in a row that the Packers could go down. So uh, I'm going to be riding Washington. I probably, I'm not going to be betting it, but uh, as a fan, I'm hoping uh, Washington could uh, repeat some magic against uh, the Packers. Yeah, I mean, just like a little bit more to add to this. I mean, Green Bay needs to find a way to run the ball. I mean, when Aaron Jones has over 15 touches, they, it seems like they win every freaking game. If they, they, they need to do screen passes, drop off passes to him, they need to get him involved and they need to run that two running back heavy set more and maybe even try like a little bit of option with Rodgers. I mean, I know they don't have a crazy amount of talent outside with Lazard. And, I mean, Dobbs is going to be very good. I agree, but they still don't have a lot of talent. I think they're, they're not really lay on AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. And if they could open it up a little bit with the pass game, if they could run a lot, they gain four or five yards a clip, it opens a pass game for deep balls, and it could be a long day for Washington. I agree. I mean, Green Bay five and a half is a steal. Mike, I think schematically the Packers are better. Um, But another reason why I like this pick even more is there's a lot of bad media in in the commander's brass. It it, it has been a long week for them and their front office. 
Um, it, it, and I feel like when bad media travels and you're playing a good team, I should say the Packers, it, it's almost the NFC's wide open this year. We knew it was going to be weak. They're a 500 team and they really shouldn't be a 500 team. And this is, this is a game where you could, you know, kick them when they're down. You know, the commanders, like I said, bad media, you just lost to a bad team. It's a bounce back game and you're not even favored by a touchdown. So it, it, you could earn a lot of respect here by your fans, by you know, taking the commanders and, and blowing them out here. I, I It makes total sense to me. I think the line could move too. Like you just said, it's at what, five and a half, five. Correct. And yep. like Mike said, it started out with three and a half or something. I think just like last week, the Eagles and the Cowboys, I think this one probably gets to a touchdown right before a kickoff, maybe seven and a half. So um, if you do want to bet Washington, I guess hold off. But if you want to bet on Packers, bet as soon as you can, I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree. This definitely get your pads in while you can because this is going to probably be at six, six and a half by tomorrow, um, the way that this line is moving. And I think that this is also going to be a confidence game for the defense that, you know, came into this season as they were, you know, the hype was that they were going to be a good, they're, uh, they're going to be a stout defense. And like I said, I we enjoyed the Taylor Heineke story last year. Certainly Jair Alexander is going to have his work cut out for him against Terry McLaurin this week as would any cornerback. You know, Heineke and McLaurin have that chemistry. I'm not saying that McLaurin's not going to get shut down. He's going to still probably have a game and get his, but that five and a half, just too generous for a Washington Commanders team that I just think is just, they're just not there without Chase, Long, Chase Young on defense, um, their leader. And it's just, there's a lot of bad, media, like you guys said, and there's a lot of bad, bad blood in, or, in the organization. I think, you know, Ronda Vera's comments, they didn't sit well with uh, players in that locker room. And I think we're starting to get a divide room and it's just never good. That's just never a good situation. Yeah. yeah Mike, I can tell you right now, we're going to have, we're going to have a lot of people tailing you here. Obviously the four of us included, we're looking forward to it. I think like everyone said, this, this has a bounce back, a blowout for green Bay written all over it. So anything else to add before we kick you off? Yeah. You know, I, I think too, like if you are afraid of, you know, taking a big spread and going going big with something like that, you can always pair the Packers money line with, you know, another favorite that you might like this week and bring that juice down, you know, because you know, a two-team parlay with two heavy favorites, you know, in that two, minus 200, minus 300 range, it, it can get your juice down to a parlay to get it at about minus 110 to minus 125, minus 130, and that's money-making range right there. You know, um, it's lowering your risk. Uh, avoiding some of these as it can kind of be a toss-up at the end of the game. You know, we we all agreed here on the pod that the Packers, they're going to win this game. No if fans are bots. You know, mm-hmm. obviously this play of sports still comes into fact here, but the Packers' money line is an absolute lock. You parlay that with something minus 200, minus 300 that you feel really confident with on Sunday. You have the whole board. I know it's an NFL pod, but you have the whole board at your, at your exposal now. Uh, you got hockey. You got uh, NBA basketball back. So keep that in mind, uh, your options there. You can you can parlay this Packers money line with another minus 200, minus 300 pick that you really like, feel confident about. Big parlays, yeah, they're nice, they're home run hits, but just keep hitting your singles, keep hitting your doubles, flipping your, your money. That's the name of the game. That's how you beat this long term. All right, Mike. Well, thank you very much for coming on. One thing I know you like to say all aboard. So let's keep the train on the tracks here. We had a, we've been doing pretty well so far. So I'm excited for this one. Thank you very much. I'll have all your links included in the description. Uh, we'll retweet all your stuff for easy access for our Twitter followers. So thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Let's make some money. 
Absolutely, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. Now it is time for our locks of the week. All right, Pert, you're up first. We know you missed our boy Crispy Capping before, and you want to comment on his play. We filled you in, so we're looking forward to that. But first, let's get your lock of the weekend. We have Seattle at Los Angeles Chargers. Right now, Seattle is plus six. Over-under set at 51. Pert, give us your rundown. This line actually started at eight and a half, and I think it will just keep dropping. And like we said last week, uh, Geno Smith, uh, he deserves a lot of more credit than he's getting. Um, everyone always just thinks of Geno as the Jets Geno, but just this year, he's he's absolutely balling. Like last week against the Cardinals. I know. Sorry, boys. I know you guys had the cards, but uh, <laughs> Geno Smith, he was just looking like an absolute baller. Uh, him, then they got uh, Kenny Walker back. Uh, he was absolutely dominant on the run game last week. And just looking at the Chargers last week, I was like, holy shit, Brandon Staley, you were the biggest fucking dumbass in the world. I just can't understand how he's still an NFL coach. And the Chargers, just looking at all their games, they barely cover um, any of these, any of this number. I think they've covered it. Actually, they haven't covered this number at all, at least once in the year. So this is more of just a bet on Geno Smith balling out like he has. I was debating the over on this since just both defenses are horrific. And I think that's why Seattle stays in the game since the Chargers, they probably do have a better offense, but just the way they've been playing compared to the way Seattle's been playing, I think it's just trending opposite. And um, I'm going to take the team that's hot and that's going to be Seattle plus six. Um, Obviously, I wish I got plus eight and a half, but... um. I think it keeps going down, so I might as well get that plus six while I can. Yeah, I mean, Kenneth Walker did have a really good game, actually. And the Chargers have one of the worst, if not the worst, run defenses in the NFL. And if they just keep the ball on the ground, they should they should easily cover this, keep Justin Herbert off the field, which every defense wants, kill five, six minutes per possession, just keep pounding the rock. I mean, he had 21 carries last week. I think he could touch 25 to 30. So, I mean, I, I do like this play. Um, I could see Seattle winning this game too. So if if you guys want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line, I would do so. And I would do so very soon before that line keeps dropping to plus four, plus four and a half. Yeah, it pushed 210, like you just said. Uh, that's some good value on the money line. And I think they could easily win that, uh, like I said. So uh, that's a good call on Nico's part, plus 210 on their money line. I know all the boys who are uh, capping on DK had Herbert over half a touchdown boosted to a plus 100, and they got burned. Yep. Probably all of us got, got burned. So <laughs> uh, I think I think Herbert – I think this could be an air show. Herbert kind of was put on a leash for the first time in his career, and we all know what he's capable of. And as Pertle said, we're, if we're betting with Geno Smith, you know, he's got a ball out too. So if we're betting on two quarterbacks to ball out, you might as well bet the over. I don't really want to root for a spread. I know Pertle feels pretty confident in it. Yeah, Perto, I feel as if you're just as or more confident than say the over rather than the spread, or they could be interlocked in a same. I think yeah, college. they're definitely interlocked. Since like I said, if uh, Seattle's covering, that means it's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. Both defenses are piss poor. And actually, I was just looking at that over under number. It started at fifty four, and now it's at fifty one. So, especially hey, if that drops below fifty, um, 
I think it could easily be a 31 to 27 type of game, and that's easily hits in the over. So, uh, and that obviously hits the plus six. So, it's hoping for that. But I think, like Nico said too, uh, money line over and plus six, all three, the trifecta in this game, I think could be a good same game parlay for everyone. Yeah. Per- this is honestly kind of a ballsy play. I mean, I know Gino <laughs> has been kind of proving himself. Seattle's been looking decent, but that doesn't change the fact that I still do not believe that they are a good football team. But that being said, I do not think the Chargers have been playing like a good football team either. I think this is a good pick. I love it because it's something I would Hopefully never... Hopefully it's a good pick. <laughs> dude, I, I love it. I would never ever think of this. Seattle is kind of on my do not bet list because of the opposite reason, because they've been playing too well. And I'm scared that one day they're just going to let me down. I don't think it's this week though. And I'm going to tell you, because I feel a comeback coming here from last week. That was so close. You almost had, it, it was literally Oof. on the tip of your fingers. Uh, so I'm going to tell you here, I, I really like this pick. And yeah, Ben, we're, let me go back to that basketball play too. Uh, oh yeah. Yep. I absolutely love that pick. Uh, like, just like last year, I'm absolutely team fade Lakers. Last year, before he even started, Vegas always is overhyping them. And I just looking at that roster. That's the one of the worst rosters. And uh, I took them not to make the playoffs. And I hit that putting pretty nice. And uh, I think it will be the same thing again this year. And uh, we saw game one with the Lakers. They look fucking trash. Uh, obviously, it was against the champions in Golden State. But uh, I think with Kawhi coming back, PG coming back, they got John Wall. Everybody do the John Wall. Everybody, you know, I remember that in middle school. Uh, I think Clippers uh, easily win this game probably by 10. So uh, I think, yeah, four and a half, five. I think that's a beautiful spread to take it at. All right, Jockey, you're up next. Right now, we have Houston at Las Vegas. We have the Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are currently minus seven. Over-unders at 45 and a half. Jockey, what do you got? Yeah, well, first off, I want to say that the line shouldn't be seven. I think the Texans are a good enough football team to not be laying a touchdown here. They, I could see four and a half, five and a half, not seven. Uh, it's not my lock. I'm going with the over. I got the over at 44 and a half. 44 and a half. 44, the line's already up to 45 and a half. Yeah, I, I love the 44 number. Both of these defenses, mainly the secondaries, I could see everybody getting torched. Both of these offenses, I know the Raiders, you know, try to trust their ground game when they can, but when they can't, they trust Carr enough to throw it around. Devontae Adams, Renfro, they have weapons. They need to utilize them. They're a one and four football team, and they are going to find a way to score by any means possible. As for the other team, Long Nick, Big Dick, Davis Mills. <laughs> We've been trashing on that guy for too long, and now it's time to put my money with Davis Mills, that long neck douchebag. He needs to throw the ball in the end zone two or three times, and I will feel comfortable. Uh, I love my boy, Damian Pierce. He was my preseason rookie of the year, along with Chris Olave. He's turning it up now. I just see points galore in this one. Uh, I'm not second guessing myself. I was going to take the Texans. I'm not going to. I'm going to bet with the points. Take the over in this one, 100%. We, we were actually um, on our way to New York's um, Yankee Stadium, and we were just look, looking at um, each game. And I looked down and said, dude, you got to stop second guessing yourself. That's what he usually does. I mean, he second guesses himself. So he pretty much scrolled through. He said, dude, this one caught my eye. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's take it. And he, so we took it. And I was like, wow, dude, I actually love this play, which is surprising because usually 99% of his plays, I really would rather 
burn my money <laughs> than bet on it. So understatement, understatement. It's, it's more yeah, than ninety nine percent. That's a straight understatement. So I mean, this this one play I do like. So good pick, Jock. Yeah, Jock. I'm going to tell you here too. Like Nico said, surprisingly, you take picks that I either fucking despise or I love them, and I love this one. I think the Raiders win this game, uh, but I also think the Texans put up. 21 24 points so i'm gonna tell you here not much more to be said both these defenses are fucking atrocious uh so let's go buddy points on the board this is much better than any underplay you take we do not take the unders here and i'm glad your fucking teaser missed because now we got a punishment god forbid this fucking misses and you lose more of my money i'm gonna be livid yeah no i agree with all of you i'm just looking at the raiders scores every single year um for the whole year you got 59 you got 55 46 52 all those are just high scoring games and obviously now i was scared about Devonte adams he got charged like what the hell he got charged with assault uh i was scared that he might be suspended for this game but uh i saw he'll probably be pushing that back so uh with him all full go go uh, I think it's going to be another week of high scoring for the Raiders. And um, I think Charles, like he said in the beginning too, the Texans plus seven, they're three and one against the spread uh, this year. So uh, I think that's a big number that the Raiders uh, may not cover. So, but I think the over is the best play in this game as well. So rocking with chalk on the over. All right, Nico. Well, you're up next again. I'm coming home for this one. We have Indianapolis at Tennessee right now. Tennessee's minus two and a half over under is 42 and a half. Nico, I did not see this one coming. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, shock the world. What do you got? Well, um, my first um, reason, my first reason for this play is the last time Corey came home, the Titans and Colts played, and we were both sitting on the couch. I was hung over his balls. Understatement. I know. That's a complete. That's a complete. I was. I was. Almost, <laughs> almost dying, actually. The Titans. The Titans. I mean, the Titans were up like 24 10 and a half. Ended up winning 24 17. They covered. And I heard Corey's coming back to town again. I was like, wow, this, this, this. This shitty ass luck guy is coming back again for the same fucking game two weeks later. I was like, wow, dude. I mean, I gotta take this. So I mean, Titans minus two. Also, Brable's ten and two with extra days of rest covering. The one he didn't cover was against the Bills when we had um the I would like to say a high school team in. We were we were beat to shit. We were really beat up, and then um we didn't we didn't cover versus the, um the Bengals when um Derrick Henry's first game back when he um hurt his pinky toe or the fuck he hurt. So um. Yeah, Titans minus two. Titans are very – they got healthy over the bye week. Coming off a bye, Quiddy, if Quiddy pays out, that's even more better for me. I mean, run game Titan. Tighten up! <laughs> yeah, you, you got this at minus two. Fuck you guys. I'm going here. This one's close to – hitting close to home. Listen to the shows. I have not been wrong about one Colts game yet. The only thing that scares me here is what Nico said about Vrabel off a bye, and it fucking hurts my heart because – I I am a Mike Vrabel stan. I wish he was anywhere else but Tennessee. I think he is a phenomenal coach, one of the smartest coaches in the league. That being said, dude, Nico, gotta fade you, buddy. I'm going Colts money line with the plus money on the value. If that number gets to three, I'm going to take that too. But right now, I got Colts money line. I got an underdog parlay, three-leg underdog parlay, money line parlay with the Colts in it. I, I just have a feeling this is a split. I felt it last week. People were texting me at 14-3 saying the Colts suck, the Colts suck. Well, guess who got the last fucking laugh? Alec Pierce, the rookie. Okay, I think Matt Ryan is getting the ball out quicker because he knows he's getting fucking slaughtered back there. And this game's going to be another one. Colts are going to go down early. It's going to come back to the line. I just foresee the Colts winning in a shitty fucking game. 
Bud Dupree's back this week too. I forgot to mention that. I know with, you guys with, are with, very healthy. Like with with, with with that um shitty ass O line that you guys have, Bud Dupree's nutsack is going to be down Matt Ryan's throat too. So well, you have to well, put see, that. That's that's and then and then your interior of your, of your offensive line. I mean Jeffrey Simmons really bashing two guys' faces together too. So I mean I like Matt Ryan had probably three seconds to throw the ball against Jacksonville. I'm looking at maybe 1.5 seconds per play. He yeah. has to throw the ball. I'm taking the split here, though, Colts money line. I just, I, I see it. I don't know why, dude. I have a feeling. Everything, ever. I will tell you guys, you should bet Titans here. Absolutely, at home. But it's just one of these games that I have a feeling with. So I'm taking Colts money line. What's the status on uh, Jonathan Taylor? Is he coming back this week? We he know, should or? be taking snaps, absolutely. I hope he yes, comes sir. back. I hope he comes back. Yes, yeah, obviously that's a big stats to keep an eye on. But I'm just looking at the game last week for the Colts. Matt Ryan had almost 60 passes. That's absurd. I just don't see the Colts being able to maintain that again. And off the bye week, Titans, I hate Ryan Tannehill. This is honestly, yeah, it's more what running back I think is going to be better. And with Derrick Henry fresh and healthy, I'm taking Derrick Henry over and injured Jonathan Taylor. So, um, yeah, give me Titans on this one as well. With I would, I would actually probably take Derrick Henry over a steroid usage Jonathan Taylor Brown. <laughs> what Jonathan Taylor did this this um, year so far, I would take. I would give a few doses of steroids, but um, Jonathan Taylor still take Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's, he's barely gotten fifty yards in almost every single game. So uh, maybe the Colts, maybe they're better without him. Since maybe since obviously with them, everyone knows they're just going to be grounded. Uh, listen, I'm going to start so. fucking screaming. I literally said, I hope he plays. I hope good. he plays. I've been yeah. good. I'm going to start fucking screaming. Shut the fuck up. You both sound fucking moronic, Jock. What do you have to say? Yeah, all I know is I'll have Tylenol ready for the both of you in my basement for when this <laughs> game starts. Um, and I'll have earplugs because I know you two will be spanking each other's ass from kickoff <laughs> to final whistle. So, but Corey, I thought you gave an excellent, excellent analysis. And I'm going to go with the better running back in this game Colts money line and Jonathan Taylor. I don't oh, think he's on I don't give a shit if he's on one leg. This is a new 2v2 segment then. It's going to be me, me and Pert over some. Those two chumps. Corey and fucking Dude, I, other pussy <laughs> to ride. This, this is going to be the only time that Jock and I ride together. I hope yeah. you know that. <laughs> Corey, Corey, I'll tell you this. They're not only going to win by a touchdown. They're going to win by two scores. The, Whoa. This, this one, That's a 10-point game. Colts old line minus nine and a half. Hammer, 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 hammer. This is going to be it's going to be a blowout. It makes me feel so much better that Jock's on the side of me. Dude, I know. We lost, yeah. Just listen to me. We lost. Uh, everybody take – if Jock's with me, take fucking Titans. Don't even question it. I think Derek, Derek Henry, uh, anytime scored, just looking at his stats, he scored – in the past four games, two last week against Washington. Yeah. Our defense um, hasn't been good either, so I dude, definitely it's, it's, it's like a, it's, yeah. it's like a, a horse running against a bunch of cats. Obviously, it'll probably be like my. It'll probably be juiced, maybe minus one fifty. Hopefully, not minus two hundred. But um, if it's anything below minus one fifty, I think it's good to take straight. And if any, if it's anything over, might as well just parlay it with something. Probably yeah, parlay it with fucking Titans money line, baby. Oh my That's god, what you're yeah. rocking. Oh All right, I shut the fuck like. up. I'm sick of talking about this game. We're moving on. My lock is next. I deserve a hug, uh, uh, an OTPHJ, something for this one. Right now, we have the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Jets are right now. It's a pick em. Jets are plus one. I put this game in Sunday night, okay? And I was going to take it easy on Nico, but I'm going to let him hear it now. I put this game in Sunday <laughs> night at plus three and a half. I wake up to a text Monday morning. 
Hey man, Corey, just so you know, that's a really, really risky pick. I said, Nico, we're gambling, baby. We're gambling. Jets moved to plus one. I got fucking two and a half points. I think Jets win this game. I took it at plus 155 on the money line. I think I'm going to take alt spread minus six and a half even. I'm going to sprinkle minus six and a half. I'm going to take minus two and a half. The Jets are going to blow the Broncos out of the water. The Broncos have a decent defense. I think the Broncos will actually score 17 points here, but I think the Jets will get close to fucking 35. I think the Jets are, are just absolutely going to run all over him. Brees Hall is a fucking stud. You want to talk about good running backs? That man is making a case, dude. He's fucking been playing phenomenal. I think Zach Wilson's got that swag banging everybody's mom. I'm <laughs> taking the Jets here, dude. I'm taking them. I got him at plus three and a half. That's my lock, but don't be afraid to fucking play this on Moneyline right now. It already shifted to a pick em after that horrible effort from the Broncos on Monday Night Football. I'm going I'm to be completely honest with you. I don't see how the Jets are going to score against this defense. The Jets scored um, – they scored 10 points on offense. I know they had a block kick for a touchdown versus Green Bay. Um, I just don't see how the Jets are going to score against the, this Broncos defense. Justin Herbert couldn't even throw a touchdown. Zach Wilson is averaging 160 yards in the air, and it's going to go down from that. They're going to play the run. They're going to play blitz. They're going to stack eight in the box for free Brees Hall, and they're going to have one-on-one with Sertan. Who, who wants to throw to Sertan? Nobody. I mean, if I was Corey, to be honest with you, once Bron- I don't know how, how this line is moving so much. If Broncos get the plus money, I'd, I would probably take what you had with the Jets money line and take it. It's automatic oh, free yeah. money. That's yeah, straight just, arbitration. Yeah. But I mean, absolutely. But I mean, I'm I'm staying away from this game. The Broncos offense could, could turn up at any point, and their defense is that good. Will it will keep them in every single game? And that one game where they burst out in flames and Russell has like two or three touchdowns, or whatever. Which I mean, it's going to happen. Everyone knows it's going to happen at some point because we we've. I mean, a lot of people have them as Super Bowl winners. In the preseason, I mean, they have talent. It's going to happen at some point, and I'm just not. I'm not going to bet against the Broncos. I mean, I can't. So, I mean, for Corey's own sake, he got great value at Jets plus one fifty five, and I think Broncos are going to be underdogs. But and by Sunday, so I'll take them then too. But I mean, that's all I have. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, this could be an ugly game that uh, the Jets will probably have a hard time scoring. Every single game so far for the Broncos, except for one, has hit the under pretty easily, and I think this one might be another one. Just because the Jets scored 27 last week at Lambeau, um, I don't see that happening again. Uh, Just watching that game, most of that happened because the Packers just made silly mistakes, like the block punt. They had a fumble. Yeah, just the Packers looked horrible, and they just gave it to the Jets. And Zach Wilson, he did nothing last week. It was just more, uh, yeah, the Hall just running all over the Packers. And I don't think he'll be able to do that against the Denver D in Denver. I think uh, the under, again, for the Broncos is a solid play. It's been a solid play the whole year. So uh, I think it's uh, something to look at. And I think, like Nico said, it's a it's going to be a pick em, uh, at some point. And I, I have no idea who's going to win this game. Broncos have been sucking, but I think the most sure thing so far in the year has been the under for them. So I'm going to keep rocking with that. Listen, in a pick 'em, I got to bet on defense because in a pick 'em, I'm not betting on Zach Wilson. That's for damn sure. So I got to take the best thing that's the best unit that's going to be on the field all night. And that's the Denver defense. Um, if they come up to, in the fourth quarter and they got to make a stop, I trust them enough to make a stop. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Nathaniel Hackett uh, because I'll probably have charges pressed against me for slander. <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk about Russell Wilson. 
Um, it comes down to stopping the run and forcing Zach Wilson to make mistakes early in this game to get that offense, that Broncos offense in rhythm early so they could, you know, build a lead and, tr- and try to maintain a lead so they don't have to play from behind. You know, I, I try to say this, but this game is going to be one that looks very scripted. You know, a lot of three and outs, a lot of plays that, that are going to be designed for two, three yards and just try to get in field goal, field goal range or, or try to punch one in. So I got to stick with the guys in Denver to try uh, to keep them in the game on, on defense. Honestly, normally I would play this conservative, but I feel like this is, this is just such a, a flipped scenario. I mean, everyone is st- still does not, does not believe the Jets are a good football team, and everybody's holding out hope for the Broncos. Neither one has proven either right. The Jets have looked like a, uh, I don't want to say great, but a pretty damn good football team. And the Broncos have been nothing but fucking horrid, absolutely shitty. The Broncos have not proven a damn thing. And until they do, they will be in my bet slip to lose or not to cover every week. They're two and four against the spread. Jets are four and two against the spread. I'm riding the hot hand. The Jets have the momentum. Broncos on a short week. Honestly, I do not know how to put into words how good I feel about this. I feel about this game like I did against Arizona when I got him at plus money against the Panthers. I feel the exact same. I don't know why. It's just one of those things in my gut that it, it feels like everybody's opposite. Everyone's waiting for the Broncos to wait up I'm, or to wake up. I'm going to take advantage of the sleeping fucking giant and go right under their legs. Take the fucking Jack. Smack them. Come on, Jets. Plus money, baby. All right, that's all we have for this week. Jockey, why don't you take us out? Listen, Nico and I were just in New York City. Nico got a little taste of the Bronx and what it takes to be a champion. I know Philly Pert's over there rooting on his Phillies. I'm rooting on the Yankees, and Corey's rooting on his Penguins. Uh, Like I said last week, we have a lot of shit going on here. We're breaking down a lot of games. We gave you every pick that we have this week for Sunday. We're going to make a lot of fucking money. Listen to the podcast and give your feedback on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, at Clutch underscore Picks 1. All of our guests will be linked in the description. Be sure to check them out on Twitter. We had some phenomenal guests this week. Don't be scared. These guys are absolutely massive in the social media gambling community. So be sure to go ahead, share their stuff, give them some love. Thanks again, boys. Peace. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm. 